0: Job security is so important, especially during COVID. But there's a big imbalance between the coordinator or GME staff member and physicians. So the physician is getting a contract as the physician of the hospital. And they're also getting a contract to be the program director. So they're getting two types of contracts. Their job is guaranteed. So what they say is basically what goes. And one of the things I get nervous about and I don't like is when it's so easy to get rid of administrative staff. I have had positions or have had hiring and firing privileges. I hate writing up coordinators. I hate having to let them go. You don't necessarily hear them, um, their side of the story. You might follow HR procedures and ask them their side, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. If the program director wants a new coordinator, they're gonna get a new coordinator and that's it. I've done the whole write-ups, even when um, a union has protected the coordinators, I found out they really don't protect the coordinators. They just have someone at their disposal who can, you know, be an advocate for them because they know the human resource policies. But again, if you follow the resource policies, then it's easy to get rid of someone. So I I don't like that. And it used to be in academic positions, coordinators were considered academic, and therefore they would get job security if they were ever let go or fired they would get a termination contract and that's basically um, a guarantee that they will work for the next year at the same salary they'll be put into a different position but again they've got employment for a year and at the same salary so that's job security that's finance security we don't have that anymore when these positions are now turning over to civil service that contract that guarantee of salary and employment for a year is no longer. So that is a huge imbalance, and it's not fair. I remember a survey that came out um, a handful of years ago, and I don't remember the association that did it, but it said that these positions are only lasting 2.5 years, and it takes three years to learn the job. So we've got something going on in this industry, in the GME community, when we have such a high turnover 2.5 2.5 years. I mean, that's the longevity of the roles in these in, in this community. That's not a career minded position then, right? I mean, people go for jobs for a career. So we have to look at what's happening to the role. Well, in the GME world, and I talk about this in my book, it's very important to understand how your role is being classified. If it's clerical, which most positions are, then they're not going to be seen as management or supervisory or leadership and that affects your title that affects your pay and that affects your ability to receive advanced training so when I was titled as a manager or a director in the coordinator role I was going to the courses the workshops, the classes the seminars in the hospital that the hospital provided leadership but as a coordinator I was not able to do so also that changed the amount of reimbursements or upfront costs that I would receive for training in conferences. So that's a huge, huge problem because we all know as a coordinator, you really need to attend ACGME, you really need to attend your medical specialty conference and you should really be attending the residency software conference, whatever you use, new innovations, MedHub, hub, et cetera. Those three really make or break a coordinator's success and in terms success. So when you don't get the ability to attend all those that's not okay plus acgme has workshops they've got boot camps for new coordinators and i think that's pivotal to the coordinator's success now covid they did a lot of online learning which is great but it still costs money if they go back to face to face okay that can be an added layer of a of, of burden to the coordinator. They have to pay for the hotel, they have to pay for the airfare, they have to pay for the transportation to get to the conference, they have to pay for the food. Plus, are they leaving behind a child? What's happening? You know, if you're a single mom, that's that could very well cause a problem. Maybe you're not a single mom, but you know, maybe the husband can't stay at home, maybe. They have to go away. Now there's no one to take care of the child. You have to make other arrangements. Maybe you have to pay someone now to come in and babysit. You know, there's all of these layers of burdens, and it's just really unfair, so it's a great empower balance. So the program director, you know, they always get a contract that stipulates how much money they will get. Usually, it's paid for on the department credit card. So when I was a coordinator, I was literally using the department card to pay for my program director's attendance to ACGME and the specialty boards, and guess what? I had to pay for those out of my own pocket. And submit reimbursement to the hospital, which would always take about 30 days for me to get back, to be cut a check. Isn't that nuts? I think that is absolutely nuts. I always want to believe, and I work towards, that the co-leading of a program is what's going to be successful. And to do that, we have to start seeing that the coordinator's position is a co-leader. They are literally leading the administrative aspects of the program to success. The program director is leading the clinical aspects. So I'm not necessarily understanding how we're not co-leading. But I you know, I make a case for it in my book. I posted articles about it. I post a lot about it on LinkedIn. Um if that's just my perception and people don't follow that, then okay, then that's fine. But anyways, I really feel I really truly believe that we've got an imbalanced power structure and maybe that has to be changed because Everybody's looking for success in career, and I think it matters to the residents. I think it matters to the institution. I think it matters to the community members that we've we've got the most successful people in these positions that are going to ensure the best education and therefore the best patient safety outcomes as possible. But when you have a 2.5 longevity in a role, that can't lead to successful outcomes. So I really talk about that a lot in my book. Thank you for those that have supported me and have purchased the book. If you're interested in reading it, it's on Amazon. Um, $9.99 for the Kindle version. If you don't have Kindle, you can download the app for free and it will work on any device. So you don't have to purchase it. It's just $9.99 for the book. You download the free app and anything, a phone, a tablet, a computer, will be able to read it. The book is $27.99. I've gotten a lot of questions um, and even people just wanting to express their story, their work experience. That's awesome. Feel free to send that to me. Um, Any questions, I send it back anonymously. I don't post it. I don't talk about it. Um, But any questions that you guys have, you know, you can always reach me on LinkedIn or email me. Um, So feel free to let me know any of the concerns that you have or any other ideas that you have for the podcast that I should be talking about. Thanks, guys.